Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail. My name is Tim and we are, well, celebrating, at least for the for the weekend, the gritty D's win over the GWS Giants by five points on Saturday night. It was really a, a game of two halves where the D's got off to a great start and had our small forwards were firing in a, in a night where our, our tall forwards kind of went missing. But we came out and kicked five goals in the first quarter and then kind of dropped off in those second and third quarters and saw the Giants get back on top of momentum and really kind of look dangerous and look like finishing us off. But we managed to claw back from a seven-point deficit at three-quarter time and a very unlikely hero in Trent Rivers kicking that absolute pearl of a goal to seal the win plus a couple of massive defensive efforts. So we live for another week. We don't know where we sit at the moment. We've, we've got to rely on the football gods a little bit here and and hopefully a few results fall our way. But unfortunately, I'm kind of thinking that that effort a little bit too little, too late. But we'll, uh, we'll let's just let's just wait and see what happens. So with that, I'd like to welcome and well, lost a little bit of lost a little bit of love this week, Steffi. You guys were supposed to you guys were supposed to fall over for us yesterday against. I guess you can win next week against the Dockers. Sorry. We didn't get the job done for you, Timmy. We were too good. Well, now we've got to rely on bloody Collingwood to hopefully lose to Gold Coast, and and anyway, we'll see what happens. But I suppose you'd be happy on that on that front. Oh, I am very happy with the win, but shattered my, my boy Toby McLean's done his ACL. Yeah, so it's been. Yeah, is it confirmed? Yeah, is it confirmed, confirmed now? Today, yeah, so love Toby's. But I just love him. He's fought hard to get into the side, which um, which is yeah, he's, he's got he's gotten back in this year and. Great finals players. So if we are there there uh, for finals, then he's going to be a big loss for us. So disappointing is bittersweet, I guess, for us. Yeah, and yeah, well, really, when it comes to the definition of bittersweet, I think I, I was ex- super yeah. excited about the win on the weekend. But you know, thinking in the long term, it's it's hopefully I don't know. It could be it could be that that what could have been moment really. I think ruining yeah. ruining a couple of really poor losses two weeks prior to that. I think mm. could be could be a really devastating blow, especially if we play really well next week against Essendon. So, um, yeah. Oh well, we're just gonna wait and see what happens. I guess it's uh, it's an unfortunate situation, but at least we're we're talking about a win, and and we're there's, there is a slither of a chance. So yeah. let's see what happens. Well, we may as well start with our well the positive segment of the podcast, Effie, uh, looking yeah. at. The things that we did like about the game in our segment, credit to the boys. Back into the game, so um, it's real credit to the boys. Um, I think it was on uh, all of us to step up and, and you know, really lead from the front, and I thought we did that all day, so. We want to play our way. Just go after the boys. And I want to start off with the first thing that I really liked. I think I sort of talked about that aggressive kind of nature we came out with in that first quarter, and... It was a different kind of lineup. What we had, we had a few unfamiliar faces in the middle. We had, I think, Vandenberg and Melksham starting in the square, and we had Petrarca starting at full forward. So it was good to see a little bit of variety from Goody, which is something that I know that he's, you know, we've uh, given him his fair bit of flack for in terms of changing up the game plan a bit. But we had a few young forwards in there that I think really set the tone. And some of those forwards we're looking at Oscar Baker, Cozzy Pickett, and Charlie Spargo, that in you know, in a game where Sam Wiedemann and Mitch Brown didn't hit the scoreboard and didn't really have much of an impact on the game, Oscar Baker, you know, set the pace for, you know, kicking this absolute pearl of a, of a banana through from the boundary line. And 
I mean, I, I love him. He, he's he's been he's had a couple of games late last year, and he, he's a really quick player that's got a fair bit of confidence. But it was just really great to see that between him, Cozzy, and Charlie Spargo. I mean, they kicked I think a bit uh, a bit what, five six of the goals out of the twelve goals, and really small forwards in general kicked. 11 out of the 12 goals that we had, I think Petrarca was yeah. the only, you know, the only kind of midfielder slash four that that sort of pushed forward. But it was just really pleasing to see. Oscar Baker had heaps of touches in that first half and just he came out with a burst of energy and I'm hoping that's what Goody was kind of imploring those young blokes to do. Same with Cozzy Pickett as well. He was firing. I mean, he could have had a couple of goals, a couple more goals in the first quarter as well too. Mm. And Spargo ended up kicking an absolutely crucial goal in that last quarter. And he's just become, I think, a much more mature player. I mean, you forget, it's only his third year of footy. And I think he, he ended up being a bit of a, you know, a bit of a scapegoat for a few fans and, and on social media about somebody that probably shouldn't be in the team. But I think last night, he, he's always provided good tackle pressure and, and he finished off with a couple of really important goals, one in the first and one in the last quarter. So really happy with how that forward line was looking, especially a little bit more unpredictable compared to, you know, where we probably normally look for the goals. So I'm really, yeah. really happy with that. And not to mention uh, Trent Rivers, but I think we might get to him a little bit later. What about what about you, Steffi? Anything that you noticed yeah. from your end? Well, look, Tim, as a, as a doggies supporter, I think it's safe to say any time that GWS lose is just a beautiful moment for us. They <laughs> are just not a club that we love. Um, so yeah, love it when they, when they go down. So to see the D's take them on and for a big question mark to be over GWS this season, I just had my popcorn out and loved every moment. So yeah, it's hard to believe, oh man, it's hard to believe that they were in the grand final last year. I mean, Uh, like I know, I know this year's a different, this year's a different year. I get that. Uh, but yeah, I suppose it's been like that the last few years, isn't it? It doesn't matter where you kind of, you know. You just don't know, do you? So love, love that. See you later, GWS, hopefully. And we've mentioned him, Trent Rivers. Wowie, what a beauty. Oh, he's oh, he's going to be a superstar. And I think we, we've talked about him a bit. I think he, he copped the yeah. Makers Award the other week. Um, yeah. He sent me a text saying thanks for the chips. But, uh, <laughs> did he? Oh, good. Glad he enjoyed it. But he didn't uh, didn't win anything at Makers. He didn't win anything in the Monopoly, unfortunately. Um, oh, so he's a bit annoyed okay. about that, but that's all right. Next time. <laughs> I just thought he was crucial to him in, in those final moments, especially like just two... First goals for the club, obviously, on the weekend. But yeah. that final goal was, was crucial, wasn't it? Absolute ripper. Great spoil beforehand, I think it was. And then that defensive pressure in those final moments was just so important. It, it really was, you know, was what sealed your win, I feel. It is. And I think, uh, you know, I think we talked about it the other week about how we've just got to get games into him. And that, um, you know, that was only his eighth game of football. And for the fact that he kicked his, as you said, his first two goals in footy, with that second one being the sealer, like, I mean... It was a wobbly sort of kick, and it just kind of we're watching it, and it just kind of like sailed through. And just and I loved his celebration as well too. I think yeah. you can tell that he he loves the club. I mean, meant a lot. Oh, I, I said I think I put on there. You've got to sign him to a ten year deal, and and I think yeah. he's got so much potential, and he's he's got a lot of class out of the half back. And it was really interesting to hear Stephen May sort of had a bit of a chat about him after the game, and just sort of said. He's been riding him pretty hard about his defensive efforts, and I think you mentioned mm. like we don't win that game. We yeah, well we don't win that game without probably the spoil and that contest yeah. against Perryman because even in that after Daniels kicks that goal with thirty seconds to go, the ball surges forward into our defensive fifty and they get a tap on, and then so after that spoil and then he makes that contest with Perryman. 
if he doesn't, if his body's not there, they're running into fifty, and who knows? And who knows? You know what sort of result we'd be talking about today because it was yeah. it was a bit of a worrying, as pretty nervous thirty seconds, uh, as you could imagine. But yeah, I think they've they've certainly found another absolute gem in there. I think he's pick thirty two, so certainly getting their value for. How old, how old is he? He's nineteen, so first first year player. First year player. Yeah. And a couple of games this season under his belt. Yeah, I think well, it's well that was his eighth game, yeah. I suppose, out of what was that round sixteen, and yeah, so drafted with Luke Jackson, I think played at the same yeah. club over in Western Australia, so they drafted them together, I think, with the hope that they will, you know, kind of create this this bond at the D's and and sort of want to stay there yeah. and be part of the club for a very long time. So I think it's just credit to our recruiters and it, like it's just another yeah. example of how well we've targeted recruits especially in the draft and in the last few years and I think with him and Jackson I think we've got a good young core coming through and we're not sort of too top reliant we've got we've certainly got our stars at at that kind of you know top age really in that 28 the the peak now with with Gorney and and Viney and and Stephen May but we've also got that young talent coming through that's that's going to be there for the next sort of decade. So it's really interesting to see. I think Jason Taylor, since he's come over from Collingwood, has done a fantastic job at kind of picking out picking out players that suit our system and, and yeah, you know, like someone that's going to drive the club forward to use a... <laughs> sound like someone good one there, drive the club forward. Use, use a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been listening to too much of his press conferences. But, yeah, no, he's, he's certainly a star. Is there... Anything else, Jimmy, that... Oh, look, and just quickly to finish off, and I've already talked about it, so I won't really dwell on it too much, but I just loved how we came out that first quarter. I mean, any sort of neutral supporter looking at that game could kind of tell that it was a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Um, I think you could just tell that the intent from the Ds was there. The tackling pressure was there from the first bounce. We were certainly looking to be more aggressive with our ball use, and, and, you know, we kicked five goals in that first quarter. The last two games, we've... We've barely kicked five goals for the game. So it was really great to see that they came out with a message. I think they they wore their heart on their sleeve a little bit. And I think we, we came out with the right message. No, okay, it didn't last for the four quarters. But I suppose in the end, it was also really impressive to see us respond after being challenged for another two quarters and, and watching them kind of get on top of us, especially with that, that little purple patch at the end of the second quarter where they kicked three straight you know, in about two minutes. And from going from our eighteen point lead to to then being down by a point was was disappointing, and they wrestled they wrestled that momentum back. But I suppose it's good to see that the will kind of uh, persevered, and they and they pushed through, and they were able to grind out a win. So really happy with how they started, and I think Goody summed it up really well in that last press conference. And I know we've been bagging about his press conferences and stuff, but I think mm. he kind of just said. This is how we need to play every week, and and he didn't didn't over celebrate the win. He wasn't, you yeah. know. I think he he was very subtle about it, um, reserved, but knowing that they can enjoy the win tonight. But we've got to do this next week, and yeah, for us to ahead. that's yeah. right. So yeah, our season's alive. Our, mm. Yeah, our season's alive barely, but it was it was comforting to hear him say, "Well, they know that this is how we've got to play every week." Okay, if our members are going to be, you know, if we're expecting our members to pay for memberships and rock up to the stands and, and watch watch the D's play, we need to play like that week in, week out, and and that's, that's and know what they stand for. So, I suppose that hurt us. He, I reckon, he I reckon he might have. <laughs> I think I listened. 
All right, so Timmy, we've spoken about positives, things that we liked, credit to the boys. Time to move on though. We've got our negatives, things we didn't like, or pretty pissed off segment. Pretty, I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough. That's very unlike the way we've been playing, and something that we'll obviously review and get better at. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not good enough today. Um, this team, this club's got to start winning games. Yeah, well, I suppose there was certainly some troubling aspects in that game. I think, yeah, the fact that we lost momentum a little bit there and, I mean, as I sort of said in the positives, it was great that we could kind of come back and respond. But there was just one player that looked a little bit shaky and probably has been a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and that's that's Jake Lever. And I just think at times last night, sorry, at times on Saturday night, he just looked a little bit unsure of himself. And I just... I don't think he's really regained the confidence that he had pre-knee and even, you know, when he was at the Crows. I I think that first season he came across and and those first few games, I think it took him a while to find the system and then he had a couple, he had a run of about two or three, four really strong games, I think, you know, either first, second or third, best on. And since the knee and since coming back, uh, I think it's just... I don't know, he just seems to be unsure of himself. He seems to be caught in between whether sometimes he wants to punch the ball or mark the ball out of the back line. And, geez, he's kicking. I, for some reason, I just thought he was like a laser pinpoint kick, but he's, yeah. he's actually not. <laughs> he's actually not. And I think some teams have tried to exploit him by playing him one-on-one. And I know that there's been some commentary around that we need another tall defender down there to kind of release him, to let him play that intercept role and and letting him roll off his man so that he can go and make a spoil and that sort of thing. And I think at the moment, it's Joel Smith. And, and previously to Joel Smith, it was Oscar McDonald saying that we need to play this other you know, other tall defender to allow Lever to sort of move in our system. And I think that's, yeah, that absolutely got to play to his strengths. But I just, he, he showed up in that last quarter and took a couple of really important marks. But I'm just hoping that, you know, he's still so young and he's part of our leadership group. I'm still hoping that, you know, he's still going to mature more as a player. And Maisie's been amazing. And we've talked about him so much um, about being kind of the general back there. And I think if we didn't have him, I don't know if Lever would be that quarterback kind of, you know, setting up the defense from, from the back line. I think he's one that I think just needs to kind of, yeah, fine tune his craft and hopefully just get gain a bit of confidence and kind of be that player that we traded two first round draft picks for. But what about you, Steffi? Anything anything that you uh oh, you noticed? I just, this isn't really even I guess related to the D's as such. Well more so just again, my dislike, I guess you could say to me, towards GWS. I just find them not all, but so many of them so dirty. And one standout and I know you probably thought the same, that's Shane Mumford. Like yeah. oh, He's just a brute. He just reminds me of Shrek running around out there. <laughs> just, just this big, ugh, just, an ogre. Shrek, just go away, Shrek. Go back to your swamp. Oh. I don't know. He just he doesn't. He just hit. Like, did you notice this? Yeah. Oh well. He, just, yeah. Well, I sort of saw saw the team changes, and they obviously yeah. I think they had about eight changes or something. I've been coming to the team. Changes, yeah. And I've noticed. Not that I've watched too much of them play, but I know that they've been kind of interchanging Mumford and Sam Jacobs, yeah. I think, depending on matchups. And we all know that Mummy's a pretty limited footballer in terms of skill. And uh, yeah. 
his 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 hulking physique I think is is his best asset and I think that's oh, that's his job and yeah. I think he's put in there to intimidate players and he well he certainly well I don't know if he intimidated him but he bloody he's a thug out there and and you know he he, he whacked whacked Gorney a couple of times over the back of the head he cleaned it, he does like, oh. yeah he cleaned up Oliver um, and I was a little bit a little bit annoyed about that I I think Petrarch was the only person that kind of went over to remonstrate when Oliver was sort of down on his yeah. haunches and. You know, Dees have been labelled a little bit as, as not really flying the flag. And I, I would just want to see a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, commod- what's the word, camaraderie, you know, with yeah, players yeah. coming together and kind of, you know, not doing anything stupid, not giving away free kicks. And I know we've seen that in the past and the, the umpires get a little bit whistle-happy, but just coming over and making your presence felt a little bit when, when one of your players yeah. gets gets treated like 100%. that. So, yep. yeah, no, no, not a fan of him. Not a fan no, of him. Big thing of that, like there's been times that I know with games that I've watched with us, and and yeah, if a player gets and just across the AFL, if a player gets hit, your teammates need to get up, up around there, yeah, and just stare, and yeah, that is exactly right. And Christian Petrarca does do that, doesn't he? He lets them know that's not all right. He does without doing anything stupid. Like he just gets. I think yeah. he was just talking to him, just saying, you know, what just are you saying, doing? Uh, like yeah. you're a dickhead. Yeah. Like what are you doing? And you know, not throwing punches or anything like that, yeah. but. But anyway, now nah, they're a bunch of flogs. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no love lost for them. The you know AFL, AFL bloody you know AFL baby. Yeah, they are little love child. The AFL, aren't they? So but no. I just hang on to that 2016 prelim, and that just makes me sleep well at night. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to your dislikes, or we uh, covered? Well, we we yeah. talked a lot about it last week. I look, I'm just worried. Yeah. Like it was great to come out and see a response like that from from the boys. Great yeah. to get the win. However, we could be talking at the end of the season where we miss out on the finals, which is, you know, there's, I haven't quite worked out what the maths is and what the percentage is, but we yeah, do have to rely, we do have to rely on those results falling our way. And you just, we'll, I think we'll look back and sort of think, say say we miss out, you look at those two games against Sydney and Freo and just think what could have been, you know, had we done at least a quarter of what we did on the weekend in either of those two games, that result you know, potentially could be different. Maybe not the Sydney game, maybe more so the Frio game. But, I, you know, I've talked about that, that game against Collingwood in 2017 and they they kind of said after that game where they talked about that, yes, you know, this is going to start a fire underneath them. This is going to propel them forward. And, and in 2018, yeah, great. We, you know, we had a fantastic year and all that sort of yeah. success. And I just don't... I feel like it could be the same old story about sort of mm. getting to the end of the season and being like, yeah, okay, we've learned our lesson. Yeah, but what are we going to do about it? And like, yeah, just not quite. <laughs> is that? Is that? That's right. It's the same. It's the same story. And, and is that going to fuel the fire enough for those same players? Are players going to want to stick around? I mean, I I think I don't know. I, I want to build yeah. a, a good footy club. Had we lost against GWS and and that and on that on the back of of our you know misery that we had last week against. With those yeah. two losers, two losses, I was just worried about how are we going to build a club that people want to come to and want to stay at and want to resign at. Looking at Jack Viney, which I'm not really worried that he's going to leave, but you know, at least attracting some help and, and having having a, a destination club that players want to come play. Okay, we're not Hawthorne, Definitely. we're not Collingwood, we're not Geelong, but at least players might see us as a you know as a place that you know what I think that they they've got a good out. group, they've got a good culture, yeah. they've performed well. 
and that's where they want to go. So I'm just worried that if we don't make it, yeah, yeah, what are we going to do? Going to sit and blame those two losses? Oh, you know what? That's going to start the fire for next year. Well, I don't know. It's not really what the members want to hear, but. So, Simi, we're at the stage now where we need to give out an encouragement award, one of our favourite segments, the Mappers Award. So, who's getting the small coke and fries this week? Certainly, could have been a number of uh, a number of contenders for this award this week, and <laughs> I did opt not to go with any of the small forwards that I did mention. It was for a a veteran that actually came back on the side this week, and I just loved his effort. You know, he's he's one that always puts his body on the line, and and I'm hoping that. You know, his, his football acts and everything that he does on the field kind of lifts the rest of the team. And, and that's Neville Jetta, who has been in and out of the side all year, which has been a bit of a shock, I suppose, to supporters. Maybe not seeing um, not seeing the, the drop-off potentially occur that, that has happened. Uh, I think it was a real shame that he, you know, didn't get to participate in, in the games that, in the Northern Territory. Uh, but it was great to have him back in and, and he, he just did a couple of absolutely courageous things and, and got banged up pretty hard by it on the weekend. And I think it's just just great to see that a bloke that's been at the D's for a long time and, and I think is very grateful to be a demon after sort of Ruzi gave him that second chance. But we know what we're going to get from him every time. And okay, maybe his ball skills and his defense work haven't been as, up to the same standards what we're used to with, with Lord Nev, but... We just know that his effort is still always going to be there, and I think that's something that really lifted the boys. And he did; he got he got banged up a couple of times and came off and was was pretty sore. But I think that those little efforts certainly would have been would have been events that inspired the boys around him. And um, yeah. we all we all love we all love to see him in the in the side. And I still believe that you know he's he's still got a lot to offer our club. I don't know how the uh, football department of the D's might see that, but it was just really good to see him. Uh, back on the side and, and, and do what he does best and and that's put his body on the line and, and give 100% effort for the D. So, uh, Nev, well done. Great to have you back. Uh, hopefully hopefully he's pulled up all right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's ruled out against Essendon with a... Well, I think they said his ankle or something was pretty back, yeah. banged up. So, But even still, you know what? Potentially with a couple of his efforts, we might not get the win. Who knows? So, um, yeah, good on you, Nev. Well, good to have Hopefully you back. Hopefully, he's more successful with the Macca's Monopoly than was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've actually been watching... Um, <laughs> there's this documentary me and Penn have been watching called McMillions, and it's all about... Oh, yeah. It's all about, like, the scam. Truth. Yeah, it's uh, like it was all a scam back in the 90s and early 2000s. It's incredible. So, um, yeah. there you go, Macca's. Any any press is good press. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the one. So, Timmy, we absolutely love every week reading through some of the awesome comments we get from some gem followers on Instagram. And I believe you've come up with a bit of a system with what we need to start doing <laughs> that segment for us. Well, we get, I was just reading through them and, and as you said, we've got so many great fans out there leaving some, you know, some fantastic comments and, yeah. and I did, I did put a bit of a post on the weekend, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of, yeah, maybe, maybe rate the posts and see, uh, see whether we agree with them or not. And I sort of thought, well, yeah. maybe a bit of a rating system could be, if we think it's really good, we can say that's on track. Um, sorry about the puns here. So yeah, as in Christian Petrarca, for those of you not following. And <laughs> and then if it's terrible, if we don't agree, then I could say, well, nah, that's gone with the wind. Um, so yeah, let's so let's let's look at a few and, and then we can decide whether we think that they're uh, that they're right on track or gone with the wind. All right, who you, who you got? You got uh, so so the question was. 
I was asking what was the most pleasing aspect of our crucial win over the Giants. Also, pretty happy that this this post actually clocked the uh, 100 likes on Instagram. I think I think Maiden 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 Century raised the bat. Thank you, thank you. Um, first comment. This is actually a little bit a little bit starstruck here. First first comment on here from Andy Leon 36, who mentioned number 36's game and given the AOK sign. So. For those of you, Andy Leon is actually former Melbourne champion, Andrew Leoncelli. And that was really, I suppose, yeah, it was a nice surprise to, for him to sort of chime in. He was one of those blokes that kind of, you know, idolised. I, I loved his game when, when I was growing up and somebody that played in the 2000 grand final, although we won't talk about that. But, you know, it was one of those players that, yeah, was was a big part of my childhood. So... Thanks, thanks for that, uh, Chell. That's, that's a great input, and yeah, absolutely agree with him. Um, Cosie Pickett's game, although he was, you know, still working on his goal kicking accuracy, he's, he was very busy and has been an extremely important addition to our team this year. So I'd say that is uh, right on track. Right on track. What about you? Oh. What's what? Do you, what have you found? I liked Alina's comment. She said, young Rivers stepping up and taking a hold on the game. Loved his intensity and youthful exuberance. And we, well, we've spoken about him, haven't we, Timmy? We We have. We've absolutely spoken about our love for Trent Rivers. So I'm going to jump in and say that that is also right on track. Yeah. 100% 100 agree. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else? Yeah, there was another one that jumped out at me, uh, one from PJ Bailey 7 who said, Langdon's gut running to create spread late in the last broke the game open. And, yeah, absolutely agree with that as well too. Uh, Ed Langdon had an absolutely terrific game. I think he had 10 clangers, but his running in that last quarter really did, <clears throat> when the D started to use that fat side of the ground and, and kind of swung the game a little bit and we found ourselves in some space, he, we don't win without his without his running and, and his pace on, on that wing there. So he played, again, one of his best games of the season and has really been an absolutely incredible addition to the Ds and certainly somebody that we needed. So, um, yeah, I reckon I'd say that, uh, yeah, right on track. Thanks, PJ Bailey. Yeah, I PJ Bailey stood out a few times. He's left a few comments on, on, um, on some of the posts, Tim, and I think he's right on track a few times, something I've noticed as well. On, uh, on the Trent Rivers photo, he actually said it was a good win for the doggies. So he might, I don't know who he is. Not sure about that. Well, we needed you guys to win, so it was beauty for us. So, PJ yeah. Bailey, well done. You are right on track. And uh, I don't know, was there a, maybe, maybe we'll see if we can find one more. Was there one more, Steph, that you found? Oh, there was. I don't know how I feel about this one, though, Timmy. I don't know how you're going to like this. This was from a follower, and I, I hope he's a better bloke than his terrible username, Stringer Cheese. I don't know, I don't know what that's about, but uh, Stringer Cheese says the dance that Goodwin was doing on the sidelines. He's itching to get a game. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know what's your what's your call on that. I, I, I don't oh, think. I mean, I'm, no doubt that I'm sure he could play. The wind. Yeah, no, no doubt that I, no doubt that I'm sure he could uh, could still play. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did you give that a rating just then? Pardon? Did you give it a rating just then? Oh, well, I think I think it's a bit born. I reckon. What do you reckon? Yeah, I yeah. Don't know if no, no, no. See that? Can you? Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. That's the wind. That is the wind. It's, <laughs> it's taken it, and it's gone. it's gone. Bring your cheese. But no, yeah. thanks to everyone that keeps um, keeps liking and keeps commenting on the posts. I uh, really appreciate all all the comments and yeah, yeah, which we'll try to read out a few every podcast. So thanks again and uh, yeah, keep it up. 
All right, Steph. Well, that pretty much does it for another week. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us. It's uh, well, we're heading into a very big, very big round eighteen for both of our clubs, and yes. well, it could be. Who knows what the story will be like next week? But no. I know what. Probably only one of our clubs can be in the eight. Maybe yeah, no. actually, actually, real what time, real on? time. Score check. Yeah, real time scores. Gold score Coast check. versus Collingwood. Come How on, are we going? Gold Coast. Where are we at? We want them. We want them up. Uh, Collingwood's up by six at half time. That's right. It's a, it's a whole another half. Whole another half. Plenty They've of time. They've got those annoying, sneaky couple of extra points from their draw, the Pies, don't they? They do. They do. So, just hanging on. yeah, best best case scenario. It'd be awesome if there's uh, room enough for both of our clubs. But yeah. who knows? Well, uh, time will tell. And, and, yeah, the fate is in the football gods' hands, I think. For Well, for the Ds at least. You guys are at least in control of your destiny a bit. So don't... Don't cough it up against uh, the Dockers, or or do, maybe. <laughs> I was about to wish you luck against the Dockers. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. See how we go. <laughs> but now, nah, thanks again. Do you want to just remind everyone where we can listen to attention to detail? Yeah. Please jump on, guys. Subscribe to Spotify. Have a listen. We can. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and write any comments or feedback you have to Gmail, and we'll try and get back to you when we can. Awesome. All right, Steffi. Well, have a good night. Thanks again, and uh, Thank you, go Dees. Yeah, it's all right. Go with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> all right. See you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks.